0: section 8 of new arabian nights by robert louis stevenson this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by don w jenkins the adventure of prince florizel and a detective prince florizel walked with mr rawls to the door of a small hotel where the latter resided They spoke much together, and the clergyman was more than once affected to tears by the mingled severity and tenderness of Florizel's reproaches. "'I have made a ruin of my life,' he said at last. "'Help me. Tell me what I am to do. I have, alas, neither the virtues of a priest nor the dexterity of a rogue.' "'Now that you are humbled,' said the prince, "'I command no longer. The repentant have to do with God and not with princes.' but if you will let me advise you go to australia as a colonist seek menial labour in the open air and try to forget that you have ever been a clergyman or that you ever set eyes on that accursed stone accursed indeed replied mr rolls where is it now what further hurt is it not working for mankind it will do no more evil returned the prince it is here in my pocket and this he added kindly will show that I place some faith in your penitence, young as it is. "'Suffer me to touch your hand?' pleaded Mr. Rolls. "'No,' replied Prince Florizel. "'Not yet.' The tone in which he uttered these last words was eloquent in the ears of the young clergyman, and for some minutes after the Prince had turned away, he stood on the threshold, following with his eyes the retreating figure, and invoking the blessing of Heaven upon a man so excellent in counsel. For several hours the prince walked alone in unfrequented streets. His mind was full of concern. What to do with the diamond, whether to return it to its owner, whom he judged unworthy of this rare possession, or to take some sweeping and courageous measure and put it out of the reach of all mankind at once and for ever, was a problem too grave to be decided in a moment. The manner in which it had come into his hands appeared manifestly providential and as he took out the jewel and looked at it under the street lamps its size and surprising brilliancy inclined him more and more to think of it as an unmixed and dangerous evil for the world god help me he thought if i look at it much oftener i shall begin to grow covetous myself at last though still uncertain in his mind he turned his steps towards the small but elegant mansion on the riverside which had belonged for centuries to his royal family THE ARMS OF BOHEMIA ARE DEEPLY GRAVED OVER THE DOOR AND UPON THE TALL CHIMNEYS. PASSENGERS HAVE A LOOK INTO A GREEN COURT SET WITH THE MOST COSTLY FLOWERS, AND A STORK, THE ONLY ONE IN PARIS, PERCHES ON THE GABLE ALL DAY LONG AND KEEPS A CROWD BEFORE THE HOUSE. GRAVE SERVANTS ARE SEEN PASSING TO AND FRO WITHIN, AND FROM TIME TO TIME THE GREAT GATE IS THROWN OPEN AND A CARRIAGE ROLLS BELOW THE ARCH for many reasons this residence was especially dear to the heart of prince florizel he never drew near to it without enjoying that sentiment of homecoming so rare in the lives of the great and on the present evening he beheld its tall roof and mildly illuminated windows with unfeigned relief and satisfaction As he was approaching the postern-door by which he always entered, when alone, a man stepped forth from the shadow and presented himself with an obeisance in the prince's path. "'I have the honour of addressing Prince Florizel of Bohemia,' said he. "'Such is my title,' replied the prince. "'What do you want with me?' "'I am,' said the man, "'a detective, and I have to present your highness with this billet from the Prefect of Police.' the prince took the letter and glanced it through by the light of the street lamp it was highly apologetic but requested him to follow the bearer to the prefecture without delay in short said florizel i am arrested your highness replied the officer nothing i am certain could be further from the intention of the prefect you will observe that he has not granted a warrant IT IS MERE FORMALITY, OR CALL IT IF YOU PREFER AN OBLIGATION THAT YOUR HIGHNESS LAYS ON THE AUTHORITIES. AT THE SAME TIME, ASKED THE PRINCE, IF I WERE TO REFUSE TO FOLLOW YOU? I WILL NOT CONCEAL FROM YOUR HIGHNESS THAT A CONSIDERABLE DISCRETION HAS BEEN GRANTED ME, REPLIED THE DETECTIVE WITH A BOW. UPON MY WORD, CRIED FLORIZEL, YOUR effrontery ASTOUNDS ME. YOURSELF AS AN AGENT I MUST PARDON, BUT YOUR SUPERIORS SHALL DEARLY SMART FOR THEIR MISCONDUCT what have you any idea is the cause of this impolitic and unconstitutional act you will observe that i have as yet neither refused nor consented and much may depend on your prompt and ingenuous answer let me remind you officer that this is an affair of some gravity your highness said the detective humbly general vandeleur and his brother have had the incredible presumption to accuse you of theft the famous diamond they declare is in your hands A word from you in denial will most amply satisfy the prefect. Nay, I go farther. If your highness would so far honour a subaltern as to declare his ignorance of the matter even to myself, I should ask permission to retire upon the spot. Florizel, up to the last moment, had regarded his adventure in the light of a trifle, only serious upon international considerations. At the name of Vandeleur the horrible truth broke upon him in a moment. He was not only arrested, but he was guilty. This was not only an annoying incident, it was a peril to his honor. What was he to say? What was he to do? The Rajah's diamond was indeed an accursed stone, and it seemed as if he were to be the last victim to its influence. One thing was certain, he could not give the required assurance to the detective, he must gain time. His hesitation had not lasted a second. "'Be it so,' said he, let us walk together to the prefecture the man once more bowed and proceeded to follow florizel at a respectful distance in the rear approach said the prince i am in a humour to talk and if i mistake not now i look at you again this is not the first time that we have met i count it an honour replied the officer that your highness should recollect my face it is eight years since i had the pleasure of an interview to remember faces returned florizel is as much a part of my profession as it is of yours. Indeed, rightly looked upon, a prince and a detective serve in the same corps. We are both combatants against crime, only mine is the more lucrative and yours the more dangerous rank, and there is a sense in which both may be made equally honourable to a good man. I had rather, strange as you may think it, be a detective of character and parts than a weak and ignoble sovereign.' The officer was overwhelmed your highness returns good for evil said he to an act of presumption he replies by the most amiable condescension how do you know replied forozel that i am not seeking to corrupt you heaven preserve me from the temptation cried the detective i applaud your answer returned the prince it is that of a wise and honest man the world is a great place and stocked with wealth and beauty and there is no limit to the rewards that may be offered Such an one who would refuse a million of money may sell his honor for an empire or the love of a woman, and I myself, who speak to you, have seen occasions so tempting, provocations so irresistible to the strength of human virtue, that I have been glad to tread in your steps and recommend myself to the grace of God. It is thus, thanks to that modest and becoming habit alone, he added, that you and I can walk this town together with untarnished hearts i have always heard that you were brave replied the officer but i was not aware that you were wise and pious you speak the truth and you speak it with an accent that moves me to the heart this world is indeed a place of trial we are now said florizel in the middle of the bridge lean your elbows on the parapet and look over as the water rushing below so the passions and complications of life carry away the honesty of weak men let me tell you a story i receive your highness's commands replied the man and imitating the prince he leaned against the parapet and disposed himself to listen the city was already sunk in slumber had it not been for the infinity of lights and the outline of buildings on the starry sky they might have been alone beside some country river an officer began prince florizel a man of courage and conduct who had already risen by merit to an eminent rank and won not only admiration but respect visited in an unfortunate hour for his peace of mind the collections of an indian prince here he beheld a diamond so extraordinary for size and beauty that from that instant he had only one desire in life honor reputation friendship the love of country he was ready to sacrifice all for this lump of sparkling crystal for three years he served this semi-barbarian potentate as jacob served laban he falsified frontiers he connived at murders. He unjustly condemned and executed a brother officer who had the misfortune to displease the Rajah by some honest freedoms. Lastly, at a time of great danger to his native land, he betrayed a body of his fellow-soldiers and suffered them to be defeated and massacred by thousands. In the end, he had amassed a magnificent fortune and brought home with him the coveted diamond. "'Years passed,' continued the prince and at length the diamond is accidentally lost it falls into the hands of a simple and laborious youth a student a minister of god just entering on a career of usefulness and even distinction upon him also the spell is cast he deserts everything his holy calling his studies and flees with the gem into a foreign country the officer has a brother an astute daring unscrupulous man who learns the clergyman's secret what does he do tell his brother inform the police no upon this man also the satanic charm has fallen he must have the stone for himself at the risk of murder he drugs the young priest and seizes the prey and now by an accident which is not important to my moral the jewel passes out of his custody into that of another who terrified at what he sees gives it into the keeping of a man in high station and above reproach the officer's name is thomas continued florizel the stone is called the rajah's diamond and suddenly opening his hand you behold it here before your eyes the officer started back with a cry we have spoken of corruption said the prince to me this nugget of bright crystal is as loathsome as though it were crawling with the worms of death it is as shocking as though it were compacted out of innocent blood i see it here in my hand and i know it is shining with hell fire i have told you but a hundredth part of its story what passed in former ages to what crimes and treacheries it incited men of yore the imagination trembles to conceive for years and years it has faithfully served the powers of hell enough i say of blood enough of disgrace enough of broken lives and friendships all things come to an end the evil like the good pestilence as well as beautiful music and as for the diamond god forgive me if i do wrong but its empire ends to-night the prince made a sudden movement with his hand and the jewel describing an arc of light dived with a splash into the flowing river amen said florizel with gravity i have slain a cockatrice god pardon me cried the detective what have you done i am a ruined man i think returned the prince with a smile that many well-to-do people in this city might envy you your ruin alas your highness said the officer and you corrupt me after all it seems there was no help for it replied florizel and now let us go forward to the prefecture not long after the marriage of francis scrimger and miss vandeleur was celebrated in great privacy and the prince acted on that occasion as groomsman. the two vandeleurs surprised some rumour of what had happened to the diamond and their vast diving operations on the river seine are the wonder and amusement of the idol it is true that through some miscalculation they have chosen the wrong branch of the river as for the prince that sublime person having now served his turn may go along with the arabian author topsy-turvy into space but if the reader insists on more specific information I am happy to say that a recent revolution hurled him from the throne of Bohemia, in consequence of his continued absence and edifying neglect of public business, and that His Highness now keeps a cigar store in Rupert Street, much frequented by other foreign refugees. I go there from time to time to smoke and have a chat, and find him as great a creature as in the days of his prosperity. He has an Olympian air behind the counter. And although a sedentary life is beginning to tell upon his waistcoat, he is probably, take him for all in all, the handsomest tobacconist in London. End of section eight read by Don W. Jenkins Rancho San Diego, California shaggybark.blogspot.com. com